الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى This is going to be a summary and a revision of the book that we studied uh, So the author rahimahullah he said Abda'u bilhamdi musalliyan ala Muhammadin khayri nabiyin ursila Wadhi bin aqsamil hadithi iddah Wa kullu wahidin ata wahaddah أول والصحيح وهو ما اتصل إسناده ولم يشذى أو يعل يرويه عدل ضابط عن مثله معتمد في ضبطه ونقله والحسن المعروف طرقا وغدت رجاله لك الصحيح اشتهرت وكل ما عن رتبة الحسن قصر فهو الضعيف وهو أقساما كثر وما أضيف للنبي المرفوع وما لتابع هو المقطوع والمسناد المتصل الإسناد من راويه حتى المصطفى ولم يبن وما بسمع كل راوي يتصل إسناده للمصطفى فالمتصل مسلسل قل ما على وصف أتى مثل أما والله أنبان الفتى كذاك قد حدثنيه قائما أو بعد أن حدثني تبسما عزيز مرو اثنين أو ثلاثة مشهور مرو فوق ما ثلاثة معنعن كعن سعيد عن كرم ومبهم ما فيه راو لم يسم وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ذاك الذي قد نزل وما أضفته إلى الأصحاب من قول وفعل فهو موقوف زكين ومرسل منه الصحابي سقط وقل غريب ما روى ما روى راو فقط وقل غريب ما روى راو فقط وكل ما لم يتصل بحالي إسناده منقطع الأوصال والمعضل الساقط من اثنان وما أتى مدلس النوعان الأول الإسقاط للشيخ وأن ينقول عمن فوقه بعن وأن والثاني لا يسقطه لكن يصف إسناده بما به لا ينعرف وما يخالف ثقة به الملا فالشاذ والمقلوب قسمان تلا إبدال راو ما براو قسم وقلب إسناد لمتن قسم والفرد ما قياته بثقة أو جمع أو قصر على رواية وما بعلة غموض أو خفا معلال عنده قد عرفا وذو اختلاف سناد أو متني مضارب عند أهيل الفن والمدرجات في الحديث ما آتت من بعض ألفاظ الرواة اتصالت وما روى كل, وما روى كل قرين عن آخه مدبج فعرف حقا وانتخيه متفق لفظا وخطا متفق وضده فيما ذكرنا المفترق مؤتالف متفق الخط فقط وضده مختلف فخشى الغلط 
والمنكر الفرد به راو غدا تعديله لا يحمل التفردا متركه ما واحد به انفرد وأجمعوا لضعفه فهو كرد والكاذب المختلق المصنوع على النبي فذلك الموضوع وقد أتتك الجوهر المكنون سميته منظمة البيقون وقد أتتك الجوهر المكنون سميتها منظومة البيقون فوق الثلاثين بأربعين آتت أقسامها تمت بخير خؤتيمت This is the nadam, the poetry and it's 34 lines I encourage you to try to memorize it It's a beginner book an introduction into the science of hadith these, inshallah ta'ala, that you can see on the board is the main things that the author, rahimahullah, spoke about in this book. He didn't cover the entire science. But what he covered is the most essential things that a person needs to know. And these 29 are mainly what he mentioned in the book. And if you can define those 29 and also give an example for it, then you have a good start in the science of hadith. So inshallah ta'ala, we will whiz through this kareem. If we get time, I'll give examples. And again, as I said, if you can memorize the book, it will truly help you because it is within the memorization of the book, you would be able to define it. The definition, it comes through the book. So let's start inshallah ta'ala. The first one, which is as-sahih. What we said was, as-sahih is when there are five points present. A hadith is considered to be sahih when there are five things. Three things have to be present and two things have to be absent. The first thing that has to be present is the chain of narration is connected. For a hadith to be sahih, the chain of narration has to be connected. The second thing is, the narrators, they have integrity. The integrity of the narrators. And the third thing, inshallah ta'ala, is the precision of the narrators. So these three things have to be present. They should be found. So the chain of narration is connected, that's number one. And number two is the integrity of the narrators. The narrators, they have integrity, adala. And the third thing is the narrator's precision. So three things, ittisalu sanat, adalatul ruwat, and dabtul ruwat. The chain is connected, the narrators, they have integrity, and also there's complete precision. Two things have to be missing. The two things that need to be missing is shudud. There can't be any opposition. And the second thing that needs to be missing is illa. There can't be a hidden defect. So the two things that need to be absent is shudud. Shudud means opposition. This hadith cannot be opposing another hadith. And the second thing that needs to be missing is um, there can't be any hidden defect. There can't be any hidden defect. And then, if these three are present and these two are absent, then this hadith is considered to be sahih. Now, if the narrator, his memorization isn't to the highest level, meaning it decreases, and it reduces, then the hadith is called Hassan. Hassan is the same as the Sahih. It's the same as the Sahih. The only difference is the Hassan hadith 
the dabt, the precision of the narrator is not like that of the sahih. Then I mentioned the precision is two types and the memorization is two types. The precision of the mind. In other words, the person memorizes this information. And the second thing is the person, he keeps it in a book. He's precise in documenting something and preserving it in a book or a tablet. This is called the precision of documenting it. So there's two types of precision, of memorization. Keeping something in your mind and also keeping it in your book. We mentioned those two. Then the author, rahimahullah, he went into al-marfu' which is the fourth. Al-marfu' sorry, al-da'if, sorry. Al-da'if is two things. A hadith is da'if because of one of two. And that is, if there's a disconnection in the chain, if there is a disconnection in the chain. There's a inqita, a disconnection in the chain. And also the second reason is if there's a criticism towards the narrator in the hadith. Whenever you hear a hadith is da'if is one of those two reasons. It's either disconnected, the chain is not connected, or there's a narrator who's in the hadith who's been criticized for one thing or another. Okay? Then this hadith is now classified as al-da'if, weak. Okay? It's what? Al-da'if. Then the author, rahimahullah, he went into al-marfu'ah. What we said al-marfu'ah is when three things, and if we extend it even bigger, when five things are being attributed to the Prophet ﷺ. Then al-marfu' means when five things are being ascribed, attributed to the Prophet ﷺ. Five things. Al-marfu' is when five things are being attributed to the Prophet ﷺ. It's mainly three but some scholars, they say, no, there's extra two. So the first thing that is attributed to the Prophet ﷺ is a speech. So any speech that he said ﷺ, and they say that the Prophet said this, is called marfu'ah. The second thing is the Prophet's actions and what he did ﷺ. He's af'al. And the third thing is that which he approved of and he consented to he approved of it someone else did it and he saw it والسلام, and he approved of it those are the three main things that are considered to be marfu' mainly these are the three these are the three main things that are considered to be what? al-marfu' but there are two extra things that the scholars add on to it is the way that the Prophet looked, his appearance. So they say that the way that the Prophet looked, his appearance is marfu' as well. And the fifth, the fifth is his mannerism. Salawatullahi wa His mannerism. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even those five are considered to be what? If anyone attributes to the Prophet ﷺ, any of those five, it's called al-marfu'ah. Okay? So this hadith is marfu'ah. If you ever hear that, what does it mean? It means either the Prophet said this, 
or he did this or he approved of this or he appeared in this way or this was the way that the Prophet conducted himself this is his manners sallallahu alayhi wasallam now the author went into al-maqtu' okay al-maqtu' some of them I, I, I didn't do chronologically so the summer I went back and forth so forgive me inshallah al-maqtu' means that which is attributed to the students of the companions who are called what? not the companions the students of the companions are called what? tabi'een then whatever is attributed to the tabi'een it's called al-maqtu' whatever has been ascribed attributed to the companions is called what? it's called al-maqtu' sorry the students of the companions the tabi'een whatever is attributed to the tabi'een are we all together? The tabi'een. Whatever is attributed to them is called al-maqtu'. Are we all together, brothers? What is it that can be attributed to the companions? Two things. And some scholars, they say three things. Speech, action, and even the consent of the companions. The approval of the companions. Sorry, sorry, the tabi'een, the tabi'een. Here, we're not talking about sahabas. We're going to come to sahabas. This is the sahabas. This is maqtu'. What are the things that can be attributed to the tabi'een? Three things. Okay, three things. Speech, action, and approval, consent. Any speech that is attributed to a tabi'i, the student of the companion. By the way, brothers, you have to know these words. The tabi'i is the student of the companion. It's a person who met Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman, for instance, but never met the Prophet. He's called a tabi'i. Are we all together? Or he met any companion. It doesn't have to be Abu Bakr or Umar. Any companion he met, he's called a what? He's called a tabi'i. He's called a what? A tabi'i. Whatever is attributed to the tabi'i, and ascribed to the tabi'i, it's called al-maqtu' and al-maqtu' brothers means if you hear in a scholar saying hadith this is maqtu' you need to understand it means it's something that's been attributed to a, comp- uh, a tabi'i okay the student of the companion and what is it that can be attributed to the tabi'i speech action and the approval the approval is highly disputed are we all together but anyways, let's, let's say even the approval. Okay? Huh? Tabi'i, tabi'i. We're on this one. And then the author, rahimahullah, he went into something called al-musnad. He went into al-musnad. What does a musnad mean? No, we're going to come to the companions. This is mawquf. Mawquf is the companions. This is the tabi'i. The order of the sheikh was this way. He didn't do it chronologically. He didn't do it. He should have, it would have been better if he put this one first. Then the author, rahimahullah, went into something called al-musnad. Al-musnad. What does a musnad mean? Musnad is when two things are present. When you hear the word al-musnad. By the way, the musnad he's talking about here isn't the musnad of Imam Ahmad's musnad or the musnad of al-tayalisi he's not referring to that type there's another usage of the word al-musnad okay this musnad here is when the hadith is connected so the chain is connected and it's being attributed to the prophet that's it it's recalled a what? a musnad so if you get asked in a test, what is a musnad? All you have to say is, it's any hadith that the chain is connected and it is attributed to the Prophet. So the chain ends up to the Prophet, Okay? It doesn't have to have all the other conditions of authenticity. 
It can be shad, it can have illa, it doesn't matter. The musnad is only two conditions. Ittisalu salat, which is that the chain is connected, and it's an attribution to the Prophet The ending of the chain is either the Prophet's speech, or the action of the Prophet, or the consent of the Prophet Are we all together? No, 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 the other two. Just that much. Then the author, rahimahullah, he went into something called al-mawquf. Okay, mawquf is what is attributed to a companion. Sahabi. So al-mawquf is ma'udhifa ila sahabi. It's what is, it is what is attributed to a companion. Again, what is it that can be attributed to a companion? Three things. Speech, action, and approval, consent. So whatever statement that Abu Bakr or Umar or Uthman or Abdullah ibn Abbas or Mu'adh ibn Jabal or Zayd ibn Arqam, whatever they said is called mawquf. Whatever they did is called mawquf. Whatever the Sahabas did is called mawquf. So here you have to understand, these are the three people who we really want to know about their lives and what they said. The Prophet number one, is marfu'ah. Sahabi, mawquf. Tabi'i, maqtu'ah. So you need to learn those terms. Because you're going to be seeing these very commonly in books of hadith. Whenever they write, وَهَذَا حَدِيثٌ مَوْقُوفٌ That's a hadith which is mawquf. What's mawquf? And this is a hadith which is maqtu'ah. What does maqtu'ah mean? This is a hadith which is marfu'ah. But then what does marfu'ah mean? This is the way that the ulama of hadith talk to each other. It's their terminologies. So you need to be able to go to those books and understand what they're saying to each other. Okay? Then the author, rahimahullah, went into something called al-musalsal. And that's why he said, musalsal qul ma'ala wasfin ata mithlu ama wallahi anba'ani al-fata. He said that. صح? Musalsal, what does it mean? Musalsal, I gave an example for it was when a narrator when a narrator says something so for example the famous hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said to Mu'adh ibn Jabal Wallahi inni la uhibbuk Mu'adh I love you Mu'adh I love you so the Prophet started by saying what? before he even told him anything what did the Prophet say to Mu'adh? he said Mu'adh I love you and then after that the Prophet told him what he wanted to tell him which is what? فَلَا do not leave off. And taqula fi duburi kulli salatin at the ending of every prayer to say, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husn ibadatik. So before even the Prophet could instruct him what he should say after the prayer, the Prophet started by saying, What? I love you, Mu'adh. And so what happens is that everyone who narrates this hadith, when he wants to tell the person who he, who he wants to tell, he says to him, Brother, I love you. Fala tada'anna fi duburi kulli salah. And then the next one says the same. And everyone does that. This is called musalsal. That the people, they copy each other from the Prophet's time, والسلام, and then everyone who wants to tell this hadith says to the person who he's going to tell, Brother, I love you for the sake of Allah. I love you. Don't leave off saying at the end of the prayer, Allahumma inni ala dhikrik wa shukri wa husn ibadatik. Are we all together? Another example is that the Prophet ﷺ said to the Sahabas after he told him a narration or after he told him after he told them something. The Prophet, after he told the companions something, he laughed. And then he said to the companions, Why don't you ask me why I'm laughing for? And they said, Oh Messenger of Allah, why are you laughing for? And he said, Because Allah laughed. And then the Sahabi who narrated it, he laughed when he was narrating it to the Tabi'een. And the Tabi'een, when they heard him laugh, he said to them, why don't you ask me why I'm laughing? The companion saying that. And they said, why are you laughing? And then he said, because the Prophet, when he told us, he was laughing. And then everyone does that in the hadith. This is called musalsal. Okay? What is it called? Musalsal. They call that a musalsal. By the way, a lot of hadiths that are called musalsal, a lot of them are actually weak. The hadith is not necessarily weak, but some, someone, of course, 
saying that. So a lot of the times, but one of the most famous, famous, famous hadiths as the musalsal is the famous hadith, Ar-Rahimuna yarhamuhumur Rahman, irhamu man fil ardi, irhamukum man fil sama. The musalsal of this hadith, which is that, is called musalsalun bil awaliyya, which is that the early scholars, if someone came to them, the first hadith they would narrate to him before anything else was that, this hadith. And so it became a trend of before I even teach you any knowledge, I will give you this hadith. Are we all together? So it became a trend like that. This is the most famous one when it comes to the Musalsal. Then the author, Rahimullah, went into Al-Aziz. Aziz is two people narrate the hadith in all of the chain. Two companions, two tabi'een, two tabi'een, tabi'een, hakada. The Aziz is what? Marwithnaini, or Thalatha. Two or, th- no, it's two, sorry, it's n- the narrative of two, sorry. That's the story, we're not going to take three. It's only two. <coughs> so it's two, 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 two. Until the author of the book. So if it's Bukhari, that's the author of the book, it's going to be two, 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 two. If it's Malik, two, 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 Imam Malik. It's whichever book you're reading, hadith book, it's two people he took it from, who took it from two people, who took it from two people, who took it from two people. And there's many hadith like that. One of the most famous hadith is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَقْبِضُ الْعِلْمَ انْتِزَاعًا يَنْتَزِعُ مِنْ صُدُورِ الرِّجَالِ وَلَكِنْ يَقْبِضُ الْعِلْمَ بِقَبْضِ الْعُلَمَاء حَتَّى إِذَا لَمْ يُبْقِعْ عَالِمًا إِتَّخَذَ النَّاسُ رُؤُوسًا جُهَالًا فَسُئِلُوا فَأَفْتَوْا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ فَضَلُوا وَأَضَلُوا Hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas. Hadith is um, Aziz. Or oh, Mashhur, one of the two. I don't, I'm not too sure. But I think it's Aziz. The, th- the tenth one he went into is Al-Mashhur. Mashhur is nine to ten. Roughly, in the chain. So it's either th- any number between nine to ten in the chain is considered mashhur. So let's say there's five here, there's nine here, there's four here, there's six here, there's eight here. This is considered mashhur. Sorry, sorry, what did I say? I said nine to ten. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Three to ten. Mm-hmm. Three to, from number three to ten, sorry. And anything beyond, anything beyond ten, it's what they call al-mutawatir. Mutawatir means multitude narration. Now, hadith is, mashallah, is ten plus. Are we all together? Now then, the author, rahimahullah, went into something called al-tadlis. What does tadlis mean? Tadlis means that there is a person in the hadith who is basically dropping someone out of the hadith. So there's an individual in the chain of the hadith, in the senate, when you read the hadith's chain. But what he's doing is, he's dropping someone out. He's he's throwing someone out of the chain. And what he's then doing is, He's bringing two people who didn't meet each other and he's transmitting it with the word an or even him. So for example, I heard something from Ilyas who then heard from Ashraf. Okay? I don't want to mention Ilyas. I don't want to mention him. For many different reasons. But I don't want to mention him. So what I do is I jump to Ashraf but I don't say Hadathani or akhbarani, or anba'ani. Because if I say hadathani, which means, he told me. Well, Ilyas is the one who told me. Ashraf didn't tell me. But I just want to dismiss him. What do I, don't, what do I don't want to do? I want to dismiss him, but I can't say he told me. I'd be lying. So what do I say? I say he said, or from him. Which isn't a lie. But the question here is, from him or 
he said, the question is, is it directly to you or not? Does that make sense? And so I am now known as a person who does tadlis. I do tadlis, which is I drop out people and there are scholars who used to do that. Okay? They all used to do that. Then the author, rahimahullah, went into something called Al-Mubham. Al-Mubham is a hadith where there's a person who's unknown. Okay? He isn't, he isn't being named. This narrator has not been named. And the Ibham brothers, the, um, by the way, the word Mubham means ambiguity, unknown. You all know that the iPhone, unknown caller. The unknown caller. In Arabic language, it's called Al Mubham. Mubham. You don't know. It's unknown. It's anonymous. Okay? You all know the famous hadiths that come. Ja'a rajulun ila rasulillahi. A man came to the Prophet. Do you all know that, right? So we don't know who this man is who came to the Prophet. We just see a man came to the Prophet. This is called Mubham, anonymous. Now pay attention to this. If the ambiguity or the anonymity, anonymity, yeah? yeah? Anonymity, 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 yeah. Is a companion. And the one we don't know is a companion. Then it doesn't harm the hadith. It doesn't harm us. The fact that we don't know it's a companion, or which companion it is, it doesn't matter to us. Okay, this is important. Lakin, but, if the one we don't know is anyone other than the companion, we want to know. We need to know. We need to know his name. We need to know where he was born. We need to know things about him. But if we hear a man came to the Prophet, it doesn't bother us who this man is that came to the Prophet. The reason is because he's a companion and the companions are reliable to us. And there's more discussions regarding that. The author, rahimahullah, then went into the 13th point, which is al-ulu wa nuzul This is very easy. This is when we spoke about a short chain and a long chain. Al-ulu means the scholar narrating a hadith in a very short chain. In other words, between him and the Prophet is three people. But in another chain or another hadith, there's six people between him and the Prophet. So what were you going to say? You're going to say his hadith here is nuzul, I mean, it's between him and the Prophet, it's only three. Like Imam al-Bukhari. And Imam al-Bukhari, you find some places in his sahih, he's got between him and the Prophet six people in some hadith. Are we all together? No, not the same hadith. In another hadith. So in this hadith, he's what? He's got al-ulu. Al-ulu is the first word. It's high. And there's nuzul, which is low. Sahih. And the reason why this is looked at is because the more people in the chain, the bigger chances of it being weak. And the shorter, the better. <coughs> then the author, Allah went into something called Al-Gharib. Al-Gharib is a hadith which is one person narrating it. Just one person. All the, all the chain from the beginning to the end, it's just one person. One, 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 one. And the famous hadith for that is Hadith إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتُ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مِرِئِ مَا نَوَاهُ فَمَنْ كَانَ تِجِرَتُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَيَجِرَتُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَ تِجِرَتُ لِدُنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا وَمِرَأَةِ يَنْكِحُهَا فَيَجِرَتُ إِلَى مَا هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِ The only person who narrated it from the, the only person who narrated it to us from the Prophet is who? Umar radiallahu anhu. And no one else has brought it to us from Umar other than Al-Qamah ibn Abi Waqas al-Layfi. And no one else narrated it from Al-Qamah ibn Abi Waqas al-Layfi to us than Muhammad Ibrahim al-Taymi. And then Muhammad Ibrahim al-Taymi 
Yahya Musaid al-Ansari and from Yahya Musaid al-Ansari it became but before that it was one 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 are we all together this hadith is called gharib gharib means strange one 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 <coughs> so if you go back we have this one two and three this one was what aziz two 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 mashur was what three two ten and then gharib is what one 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 all three of these one two and three all three of them are called ahad al-aziz al-mashur and al-gharib all three of them together they're called al-ahad they're called what they are called al-ahad Now the author goes into number 15, which is Al-Munqati'h. Munqati'h means disconnection. A hadith being disconnected. So Al-Munqati'h means what? A disconnection. There's a disconnection in the hadith. So the word Al-Munqati'h means the chain is disconnected. Two people didn't meet. That's what it means. Someone is missing from the chain. It's called Al-Munqati'h. Are we all together? Number 16. Al-Mu'dal. Mu'dal is when two... Huh? Yeah, it's da'if. Yeah, it's da'if. The first condition of hadith to be sahih was what? Connection. What does Mu'dal mean? Mu'dal means two people are missing these two people have to be consecutive right next to each other so let's say there's one and there's two and there's three and there's four okay who's missing one is missing and three is missing how many are missing two are missing right this is called munkata it's the first one which is disconnection and it's not called Mu'dal. The reason why these two are not next to each other. There's one in between. If it was two and three, then this is called Mu'dal. Mu'dal has to be two next to each other. So one and two, Mu'dal. Two and three, Mu'dal. Three and four, Mu'dal. Go together. It just has to be two next to each other. But if one is connect, disconnected from there and one is disconnected from there and there's one in between, then that's not called al-mu'bal. So mu'bal is two that are next to each other. If they're missing, they drop out from the chain. That we find out two people that are right next to each other are missing. Then we refer to that. We refer that to, and we refer to that hadith as a mu'bal. The word abala. Is for something to, to be let like just hanging. Mm. What was the ayah Allah Taala said? Mm. Yeah, it's just something for it to not connect. Then we go to the number seventeen, which is ashad. Huh? Hey. Yeah, that's correct. Sahih, amazing pot calls. Any hadith that we can say is da'if is always going to come from shahad, singular. I'm a few in narration. There is no hadith which is mutawatir that's going to be da'if ever. But again, that's too advanced. We'll leave that for the other, the other book, inshallah. For now, don't worry about that. Shad. What is shad? Shad. What did I mention for the conditions of Sahih? What did I said for Sahih? I said three conditions have to be present and two need to be absent, right? What were the two I, that I said that have to be absent? Opposition, right? This is opposition. So that word is just called opposition. Okay? Shad means opposition. 
that this hadith seems to be having another hadith opposing it. So this opposition shows someone did a mistake here. It's impossible for the Prophet to say, right, and another hadith he says left. It's impossible. He does not contradict himself. There is a mistake in one of the narrators. Maqloob. Maqloob. Maqloob, as I said, is when a hadith goes back to front. It goes back to front. And that happened in one of the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari. When the hadith mentioned the seven who Allah is going to give a shade, سَبْعَةٌ يُظِلُّهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظِلِّهِ يَوْمَ لَا ظِلَّ إِلَّا ظِلُّهُ Seven, Allah is going to give them a shade the day when there is no, when there is no shade. And from the seven that were mentioned is a man who gives with his right hand. So much so that his left hand is unaware of what his right hand is given. But what happened to that hadith was in Bukhari, it fell in there back to front. So it came out to be what? A man who gave out with his left hand so much so that his right hand doesn't know what his left hand gave. And that is maqloob, back to front. Okay? That's a maqloob. Okay? The word al-fardu is the same as the word al-gharib. Okay? The word al-fardu and al-gharibu are the same. They are synonyms. So I don't know why I wrote that. It was a, you know, I, shouldn't ha- I didn't have to write that. Okay? Al-fardu is the same as al-gharib. They are interchangeably used. Number 20. Al-mu'allal. What did I say when I was speaking about the sahih? There were two things I said that need to be absent from the sahih. What were the two things I mentioned? Opposition was number one. And the second one was what? A hidden defect, right? Mu'allal is a hidden defect. Mu'allal is a what? It's a hidden defect. And I mentioned when I was speaking about this, that the concept of mu'allal, and a hadith which is, has a illa in it, a hidden defect, it's not, for, it's not something that any individual can come up on or recognize that this hadith has a hidden defect. This is where the baby student of knowledge, or the beginner, or the student of knowledge, and the great mountains of knowledge in hadith, this is where they go separate roads. And we all together. This knowledge of ilal is not for anybody and everybody. There were limited people who knew it because of how deep it was and how it required extensive experience and living with the hadith for so much that the hadith becomes second nature for you. That you can sniff through the hadith authenticity and weakness. You know a man who works at a, who sells jewelry, gold. He knows gold. He grabs it with his hand like that and he'll say, this is, yeah, roughly this is is how much it weighs. If you ask him, how do you know? Tell me that. It's experience. He may even look at the gold like that and say, "Mm, this is fake gold. Take it back. But you haven't even checked. I know it. If you ask him, how do you know? Experience. Are we all together, brothers? These ulama have reached a level in living with the hadiths, working in the hadiths, authenticating, grading, studying, revising hadiths, memorizing it, going over it again, memorizing it, going over it again, that they realize how the Prophet speaks, and the ways his words are, and his flow, and how he articulates his points. That when they hear a hadith which is weak, they sense it before they even check the chain. And before they sift through it, they already know that this is not the way the Prophet spoke. Are we all together? And of course, it's a science. There are principles that they've put down for it. But even then, when you look at it, it's just... They were deep, 
deep in their knowledge. Al Imam Ahmed, for example, Abu Zur'at al Razi, Abu Hatim al Razi, Al Imam al Bukhari. These were the people that were, were, were the ulama of Ilal. Then we go into Al Mudarib. Mudarib means contradicting. Sorry. Al Mudarib. What does Al Mudarib mean? It means contradicting. We know that the Prophet's speech does not contradict itself. And we know Allah definitely speech does not contradict itself. So we find a hadith that somehow, for whatever reason, and whoever was that did it, there's a contradiction here. That's called Mudtarib. And we spoke about a bit more about it when we were, when we, when we were teaching it. Shad is an opposition. For example, this hadith is an oppo- it's opposing this hadith. There doesn't have to necessarily be contradiction. There might even be an additional information in this one. Just additional information. That's not in there. Like in the mudarib, there's a tanaqud, there's a contradiction. Are we all together? Huh? Within the hadith itself, yeah. No, not the Quran, this is a hadith. Ashad, pay attention. Shad is broad. It's broad. Every mudarib. Are we all together, brothers? So shad is what? It's very broad. Two hadiths that are going against each other, opposing one another, can be a contradiction. And it may not necessarily be a contradiction. Are we all together, brothers? Maybe in, in uh, i give you an example of Shad. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said, Tazawwaja Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam maymuna wa huwa muhrim. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married maymuna when he was what? In a state of ihram. Maymuna came and she said, the Prophet married me and he wasn't in the state of Ihram. Are we all together here? Who do we take? Maymuna. Are we all together? We take it who? We take the statement of Maymuna. She said something. She is the sah- sahib al qissah. She is the one whose the story is going. She was the one who was married. Are we all together? And she's a woman. Women, they keep, they keep record of that better than men. Hmm? When they got married and what time it was. Are we all together? In this situation now, there's an opposition that Ibn Abbas has. And who's that coming from? Maimuna. And then we will take Maimuna over him. This is contradiction. Shudud may not be a contradiction. There may be an additional information that's been brought to the table. As scholars may say, Shad. Are we all together? For example, you pray the salah and you point your finger. Pay attention to this. Pointing your finger in the tashahud. Some of the scholars, they said, all of the narrators, 12, Narrators, all of them when they transmitted the hadith from the Prophet وسلم, they said, yushiru. And he used to point. And only one narrator by the name of Zaidah ibn Qudama al thaqafi only one narrator, he's the one who said, yuharrikuha. He used to move it. He's the only one who said, yuharrikuha. All the other narrators, not one person said that wording. He's the only one who said it. Are we all together? They said, oh, he's shad. That is shad. It's weak. Because all the bulk of the narrators, 12, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, Sufyan al-Thawri, big imams, <coughs> they never said that. And he did. It's an opposition. So now what we're finding is, the shudud is what? It's two, it's, it's, sorry, it's, it's an opposition. 
But is there contradiction? No, no, there's no contradiction here. How is there not contradiction? Because kana yushiru ishara does not reject tahrik. To point somewhere does not negate moving it. Are we all together, brothers? Also, the concept of mudarib, it doesn't have to be two hadiths. The mudarib doesn't have to be two hadiths necessarily. How, what can it be? It can be one hadith. Within that one hadith, there's a dirab. Are we all together, brothers? Hadith wahid yadarib ba'dahu ba'dah. The beginning and the middle are mixed. The beginning and the ending of it is contradicting one another. Are we all together? Like, for example, كل أمر ذي بال لا يبدأ فيه ببسم الله فهو أبتر فهو أقطع فهو أجدم. Those three wordings are all the hadith. They've come in all of those wordings. This hadith is weak because it's mudarib. It's contradicting one another. How can it be فهو أجدم and فهو أبت? It can't be all of those at the same time. Are we all together? Anyways, it's contradicting. Okay. Number twenty-two. Al-Mudraj What does Mudraj mean? Mudraj means When the statement Of one of the narrators Gets put into the wording of the Prophet In other words what happens is The hadith of the Prophet They emerge in there Or they add in there Um the uh, statement of one of the narrators. Okay? Pay attention to this. And an example for this is, an example for this is, the famous hadith, that my ummah will be coming the day of judgment, that my ummah will come the day of judgment and they will be glowing from the wudu that they have done. Abu Huraira added into this hadith something that came from him that the people thought that the Prophet said it. That is not the statement of the Prophet. That's the statement of Abu Huraira. Whoever from amongst you can lengthen the water in the wudu, then let him do so. That statement, a lot of people confuse it with being the Prophet's statement, but it's not. It was Abu Huraira's statement. And a lot of the times this happens, Mudraj, when a narrator is narrating a hadith and he doesn't tell the people, stop, I want to say something and go back to the hadith. So they think that all of this is the Prophet's statement, so it gets in there. Okay? And how would the scholars know it? Because not every student is going to write it down. Some students are alert, so they know which one is which. And then later we will find it from their narration of the, of the, of the companion. That's Mudraj. Al-Aqran. Aqran is easy. Aqran is contemporaries. It is two people who share two things. Al-Aqran is if you have two things with someone. Number one, you have the same shaykh as this person. You both are Aqran. Your contemporaries. He's your associate. Or you are both the same age. Okay? You're both the same age. If any of those two happen, you are both called Al-Aqran. Al-Aqran means contemporaries. You're contemporary to each other. You either took from the same sheikh or you're the same age. Al-Mudabbaj. Now I'm going to test you guys the last portion, inshallah. Hey, who knows what Al-Mudabbaj is? Yeah? The narrators? Huh? It's from the? The Akran. Akran. Jameel. Allahumma barik. We just took that two people are contemporaries, right? Two people are contemporaries. If they narrate from each other, the students are narrating from each other. This is called mudabbaj. A student narrating from another student. They're contemporaries, they took from the same shaykhs. But he goes, you know what? I, I, there's a hadith of the Prophet you have, I need it. Can you tell me the hadith? Okay, jazakallah khair. I have a hadith. Okay, you tell me. That's common. Aye. 
What about al-mutafiq wal-muftariq? The names are the same, but they're two different people. That's this one, okay? That's mu'tarif wal-mukhtarif. Al-mutafiq wal-muftariq means? No. It's, it's a name that the only difference between the name is the dots. Are we all together? So this one, I, sah, this one is, you're right, you're right, you're right. So Abbas and Ayash, what's the difference? That's Abbas and this is what? Abbas and Ayash. The only difference is the dots, right? Ayash and Abbas, two different names. How do you know which one is which? If you don't write the dots. Remember, they, nev- they never used to write the dots. So now he's talking to you about the issue of... So that's called Al-Muttafiq Wal-Muftariq. Two different names, two, two, two different... Another example of Al-Muttarif Wal-Muhtarif is that there are two people, same name. So the, sorry, that, that, sorry, this one goes to this one, right? Al-Muttafiq wal-Muftariq is two people who have the same name. So, am I right? Khalil Ibn Ahmed. There are like six or seven people called Khalil Muhammad. Which one is which? They have the same name, but different people. So Khalil Muhammad Faraidi, for example, is one of the most famous ones. Sheikh Sibawihi. So it's like, they have the same name and their parents are the same name. But they're different people. Not to confuse one with the other. Hey, Munkar. The author, Rahimullah, the, the choice that he gave, we kind of dismissed that. We said, no, 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 no. The best for Munkar is a person who's weak. Ah, write this down, it's important. Munkar is a person who's weak. He's what? He's weak. And then he's opposing other people. He's already weak. And then he's opposing again. So he's got two problems here. He's weak and then he's opposed. The hadith is called Munkar. Lakin, if someone whose memorization is good and he opposes, it's called shath. Okay? Someone whose memorization is good, he's a good, and then he opposes, it's called shath. But if his memorization is weak and then he opposes, it's called what? Munkar. Al-Munkar al-Hadith. What about al-Matruk? The view that we're pushing for Maturuk is? It's the one that's left, but why is he left for? Why is he abandoned for? Why is he left? No, that's Mawdu, we're going to come to it. Al Maturuk is a person who has. Yeah? Huh? All of those reasons, yes. So the Maturuk is a person who's bil kadib. He's suspected to lie. He lies in his normal day-to-day conversations. He's never been caught lying about the Prophet ﷺ. But he lies in his day-to-day conversations. His hadith is called Al-Matruq. Yutraq. But the one who was caught lying about the Prophet ﷺ is called what? Al-Mawdu'. Kadhab. And that hadith is called Mawdu'. He's lying about the Prophet Also, the matruk can be fuhshul ghalat. The one who has excessive mistakes. Every, like, out of a hundred, he gets 10% right. Or 5% right. That person's hadith is also matruk. It's abandoned. It's what? It's abandoned. This is what we took. Uh, in the uh, essentials for the Al-Bayquniyah.
If you've taken this on board, then inshallah ta'ala, when the test comes, you should be able to, should be able to answer inshallah ta'ala, which is next week, right? Yeah? The Mubham Naam. Mubham al Matni or Mubham al Sanadi. And even the Tadlis, I spoke about the Mu'an'an and the Mu'annan. So this is an extra tafasil that you guys are going to read when you. But I'm just here to do revision. I can't teach it the way I taught it every single week. This is the overview. Sah? Who felt that the revision helped them a lot and gave them a. Uh, okay, Allahumma barik. So you think it was worth coming to this revision class? Alhamdulillah. Anyone have any questions? Ah. Yeah, Mursal. Yeah, so beautiful. The question is, is that if a tabi'i lived at the time of the Prophet but never saw the Prophet, and he's, a, he's not a tabi'i. Ah, there's another name. Hey, does anyone remember it? Just in case you guys know it. A person who lived at the time of the Prophet. He could have seen the Prophet, but he never saw the Prophet. I said he's generally not given the term tabi'i. Not a sahabi now. Yeah? Mukhdarim, sahih. A mukhdarim is a what? It's a person who is Ashafi Zamanin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He lived at the time of the Prophet Mukhdarim. And Mukhdarim is a person who lived at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa could have seen the Prophet, but he never. He is a tabi'i because he never saw the Prophet, but there's a, there's a name they give to him which is Mukhdarim. Al Maqloob. Al-Maqloob is when the hadith goes back to front. So the hadith, it should, have, it should have been that you give with your right hand and your left hand doesn't know what your right hand gave. Bukhari, by accident, he wrote in his sahih, you give with your left hand. That's incorrect. There's no opposition here. He's not opposing anyone. It's just clearly seen. Yeah, there is another hadith, but the scholars, they can see that this is a mistake from the narrator. One of the narrators did a slip of the tongue or a mistake like that. Yeah. Yes. Now, a strong person opposing another strong person. Mudarib. Mudarib is contradiction. Don't, don't, don't say the word opposition. Forget opposition. Mudarib is just contradiction when the hadith contradicts itself. They don't have to be opposition. Yeah. Naam. Two thiqah, like one is greater. Or one is more. Like in Munkar, it's someone whose hadith was not even going to be taken in the first place. And then now you're opposing people. It's even weaker now. It's called munkar. Before it was just da'if, but now it became munkar al-hadith. Any other questions? A mursal hadith is ma asnadahu tabi'u ila rasulillah. Mursal is when a tabi'i says, qala rasulullah. Mursal. I did write mursal? Did I? On the board here. Uh, Mursal is when a tabi'i says, Qala Rasulullahi. Tabi'i never met the Prophet. How could he say, Qala Rasulullah? So between him and the Prophet, there's, people, there's, there's at least one person missing for sure. So it's weak, it's not accepted. The only person that they said that. Is an exception here is Sa'id ibn al-Musayyab. 
Uh, any other questions? Yes. You want you want to mention that there? So the the mawdu, how do you recognize the hadith which is anbiya. The speech doesn't look like the speech of the prophets. Hey, what else did I mention? The hadith itself is batin in and within itself. The hadith it opposes the clear Quran. Al-Maran al-Munif Ibn al-Qayyim mentions the rest. Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned how many? 15. Ibn al-Qayyim in his kitab al-Manar al-Munif mentions 15 ways to identify when a hadith is fabricated. The word mawdu' is fabricated, forged. Hayya, any other? Ha. Okay, inshallah ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruk wa atubu lak. Next week's an exam, inshallah. Also, next week is going to be the starting of the kitab, Al-Ajurramiyah. Uh, Ajurumiyah we're going to start. Next week we're going to start Nahu, grammar. Ajurumiyah, inshallah ta'ala. Bi-idhni Allah al